friends. Welcome to the Brave Enough Podcast. Grab some coffee, sit back, or enjoy your drive, and let's get authentic, real, and into the good stuff. I'm your host, Dr. Sasha Shilkut, and I'm so excited to hang out with you today, where we're going to talk about life and work and all the messy stuff in between. So get ready. In episode 45, Sasha continues her discussion with Dr. Ali Nowitzki on authentic friendship. Now here's your host, Dr. Sasha Shilkut. Hello, welcome to the Brave Enough Show. Super excited to have part two today with Dr. Ali Nowitzki on friendships, how to have them, how to get through difficult times, and the importance of them. But before we start, I want to make you aware, Ali and I are going to be together in January of 2020 for a pause and what I call a pivot. We're putting a big pause on our life and we're taking a four-day deep dive internally and putting on something called the Brave Enough Retreat. This is going to be amazing. We have a four-acre estate beachfront that's going to be just a time where you can actually pause all the busyness of your life, your work, your family, your stress, all of the things that are going on and go internal. And so often as women, we just don't do this. We do not take time to go internally and look at our goals, our objectives, our own mental health, our own physical health, and how to get back to our authentic self. So if you're interested in that, go to becomebraveenough.com, click on events and check out the masterclass retreat. There's very few spots remaining and we would love to spend a few days with you. So without any further ado, welcome Ali Nowitzki back to the show. This is amazing. Can I just live on your show? <laughs> I know. I love that it's Saturday morning and we're doing what we normally do, which is just chat on the phone and drink coffee with each other and talk about real life. It's so funny because if you're ever in the OR on a Saturday morning and I need this, I'm just going to play the podcast. <laughs> so if you missed last week, go back and listen because Allie and I talk about, you know, our internet friends, real friends. Can, how do you meet friends when you're an adult? How do you find them? How do you grow your friendships? And then we talk about friendships, love language. But what we got into at the end of the show, which was so important that we thought we needed another episode was what do you do when you don't, you know, when you meet a roadblock, what do you do when you disagree? What happens when one of you, you know, hurts another one of you, one, the other person's feelings. And Allie, you talked about shelf, putting someone on a shelf. Can you dive back into that? Definitely. So what happens a lot of times is that we meet friends. Okay. And there are friends, right? But we think that, you know, that we have to be perfect to be their friends. We're afraid, again, the whole vulnerability gets in there. We're afraid to be who we truly are. And so a lot of times when that happens, you know, you don't really know the other person to the nth degree and they don't really know you. So what happens is if something comes up, there's a disagreement or perhaps you feel disappointed because somebody has done something that you think they shouldn't have, you put them on a shelf. And what that means is that you're writing them off. You don't want to deal with the difficulty of what just happened. You don't like the emotion that you're feeling because of what just happened, right? And we can get into why that happens and the science of it. And really, it's not the other person that's making you feel that way. It's your it's your thoughts about what's happening. But what we do is we put them on a shelf. And what that means is we, we choose not to deal with them. We choose not to deal with the situation because it seems so overwhelming. It seems so painful. And so it's much easier to ignore them, put them on the shelf and move on and decide that they're just not going to be your friend. Yes. I love that. And I love that you just explain it so 
easily because it's reality. It happens all the time. And I hear, you know, you and I both coach women and we, I hear a lot of isolation and loneliness. And when I talk to women about, you know, developing friendships, they often will tell me a story of a time where they had a friendship and they thought that that person was their friend, but then they realized that they really weren't their friend. And it was really painful for them. And so often I think that what we envision in our mind is that like, we're going to have this perfect friend and this friend's going to be perfect. And she's not going to have any flaws. She's not going to have any. And if she was really my friend, she would always be perfect. Right. And that's correct. That's just not reality. Like, like you and I have gone through hard times in our friendship, but we've persevered through them. And, you know, one of the things that I find really interesting is that I know the good and the bad and the, the, the ugly about you. And you know that about me, but we keep that between each other. Meaning I have a lot of women who some even are close to me or try to get close to me. And it's a red flag to me when they start trying to bring up or maybe throw shade or I don't know what the new terminology is, but try to divide a wedge between a good friend of mine and, and you or, or a good friend and me. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, like the triangulation. Yes. Yes. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, like if a woman comes up to me and starts planting or talking badly about another woman, what she's saying about this person that I know, this third party actually may be true. Maybe this person is a little snippy or maybe this person does have this problem or whatever. But to me, it does, it's not about the third party. It's about, it, it reveals a lot to me about the woman that's talking to me. And meaning, you know, I don't air our dirty laundry. <laughs> like what happens between you and I stays between you and I, right? And I know that for it, it and this is where it's so important with trust. Like I know that if I am rude to you, and I hurt your feelings or I say something out of line or I do something that is really out of line. I know that you aren't going to run and tell a bunch of people about that. You're going to talk to me about it. And even if it was something that's true that someone else brings to you and says, you know, Sasha can really be this. I know that you're not going to just open up that and be like, oh yeah, like, yes, she is like that. Not that, not that you don't think that about me or you won't call me on that later, but it's private between us, right? Like we just don't talk bad about one another with other people. And, and I feel like that is about, that is, that is where trust is. Yeah. And the thing is, as you're saying this, I'm kind of laughing because I guess the reason why I don't, because when you say the good, the bad, the ugly, it's like, I don't even see that in those terms anymore with you because you're just Sasha to me. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, whatever happens is neutral to me. It's not, it's, it's, you know, good, bad, ugly. I don't know. It all makes this wonderful person of who you are. And then the really cool thing when that happens is that when something really exciting happens, we get to really celebrate that. But then if something not so great is going on, we can also have the courage to address that. So it just becomes kind of just this, place where you just, you're in the moment with it. Yes. And I just, I want to tell people that are listening, cause I think this is really important. If a woman comes to you 
and starts talking bad about another woman, red flag. Because Mm -hmm. even if it's like, even if it's true, that's not someone who you want to in your circle. I mean, it's just because if you think she's not going to say things about you someday, like that's coming. Right. So for me, it's just a red flag. Like I'm really leery to let people in who try to bring down other women. And again, because guess what? We are all imperfect. There is someone out there that can find something negative to say about me. That's true. Something negative to say about you. That's true. Right. Mm -hmm. That's, that's the reality of life. Be really cautious about letting those people in. Like I just, I just, and that's why I think that it's so important to have those close friends because, and to be vulnerable and to trust friends because like we all need people that we can be real with that are going to keep that close. They're going to hold that close that, you know, even our imperfections. And that is what I love about you. Yeah. And I want to just say too, thank you. And I mean, I feel the same exact way about you. And and this is what I want to say. If you're listening out there and you're thinking, okay, you know, I I do have a friendship that I think is really close and I really trust this person, but then I've also tried to have other friendships and it didn't go so well. So I just want to tell you, you're not alone. I've had many times where, you know, I really jived with somebody and I, I really tried to open up to them and I tried to be really kind of honest and, and just vulnerable. And a lot of times it just doesn't feel right at first. And so you get to decide. So you get to decide if, is this a person where you think you maybe need a little more time with, maybe you're really interested in pursuing the friendship. And so it's just going to take some time and you have to just give each other grace. Or you can also say, listen, this person has great qualities, but at this point in my life, you know what, maybe we're just not the right friends for each other right now. Mm -hmm. And that is okay. I just want to really put that out there. It's not shameful to say that I don't know. I just don't need this relationship in my life right now. That is okay. A lot of times we shy away from admitting that, but I think it's okay. It is okay. And sometimes you may not see it then, but in the, but in the end, it, it, if you're on the receiving end of that, because that's, I've been on the receiving end of that. And it is hard when you lose a friend. It's hard when you Mm -hmm. lose a friend. Um, but I think that as long as you stay true to yourself and you stay kind, um, it, you know, kindness doesn't mean getting walked, walked all over yourself. Right. Like, right. and that's something mm-hmm. that's really hard because I grew up like with a mom who is amazing and is like the kindest person on the planet. And it was really hard for me to realize that like, even though my mom would always tell me like, you know, my mom was the kind of person, like I would come home and I'd be like, so-and-so just slap me. And she would be like, well, what did you do? Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I tended to think that if someone doesn't like me or someone is rude to me, like somehow it's my fault. And sometimes it's not your fault. Sometimes for whatever reason, that person's going through something and they just disengage from you and it's okay to grieve, but it's also okay. It doesn't mean that you have to go back into that toxic friendship or that friendship. It's okay to distance yourself and grieve for the loss of a friendship, but it doesn't mean necessarily that it's it, in the end, it's probably protecting you. Like you're probably protecting yeah. yourself in the end. Yeah. And this is the other thing too, to make it even more complicated with relationships. We have something called triggers. Okay. So you might meet a new person and they might 
seem very similar to somebody that you've known in your past. Mm. And maybe the relationship with the person in the past didn't go so well. You could potentially be triggered without even knowing it. And you might automatically feel negative feelings coming up towards this new person. I just want to put that out there because sometimes that happens, but we're all so very different. So again, also being open-minded about, you know, new people that come in your life. We're we're quick to judge. It's a big thought distortion that we have. We judge, we jump to conclusions, but just to give yourself a minute and just call yourself out and be like, you know what, let's, let's give this person a chance. Yes. I love that. I love that. And, and, you know, I think sometimes, especially as women, we have a lot of pressure on us in the, in the workplace. Um, Mm -hmm. we have a lot, it's a really fine line. It's this narrow margin that we have to walk to be accepted. Um, and that's just the truth. That's, that's reality. And so sometimes how someone is, and we see her, it, she may be acting a certain way to protect herself um, from hurt or because that's kind of what the societal cues and the environment she works in have, have told her she needs to be. But I cannot tell you how many women that I've met that I'm like, whoa, that woman is, wow, she's really strong. She's something else. She's someone that I will <laughs> tiptoe around. Like I wouldn't want to meet her in an alley. And then I get one-on-one with her and she opens up and there's tears and there's isolation and there's loneliness and how we have to be often in the workplace or in our family, even to survive, maybe we're in a difficult situation. Sir, you know, survival is often brings out the not, you know, not your best self. Maybe you can't even emotionally engage because you're empty and burned out. And what I love is that when you find friends that are true friends, they lead you back to the authentic you because they love you. Right. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And so Here's here's what you just said is amazing, Sasha, because for the longest time in my life, okay, in high school, I had a lot of friends, let's just say. But what I mean by that is there was a lot of people that tolerated me, okay? But did I really have, you know, who were my friends? And so fast forward years later, what I want to say is now we're, you know, closer, you know, we're in our 40 range and I've met the best friends of you're one of my best friends I've ever had in my entire life. And so it's, if you're sitting there and you're like, okay, but I've never really had a friend. I don't have friends. I can't have women friends. Women don't like me. Change those thoughts because I don't care if you're 50 years old or older or younger. I don't care. If you open yourself up, those friendships are available now. And so the kind of the quality over quantity, that's, that's the real ticket. Cause what you just said, Sasha, about, your true friends are going to always help you get back to your authentic self is so for real. Yes. And like, which means there are times in both of our lives that we haven't been our authentic self. We haven't been living the life of our authentic self. And, and we've yet we've accepted that about each other and helped each other guide ourselves, guide, guide each other back to that place. Right. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And just knowing that you're there to help me do that, it really just makes me feel that everything's going to be okay. Yes. And, and it's funny because like, I know your strengths. I look at you, I know like your potential. I see your, your power. I see your beauty. I see your strengths. I see that. So like, I see your future and where you're going. And it's so clear to me that it's amazing. You, however, are living the reality day to day of 
building a business from scratch, starting, you know, leaving something very predictable to do something unpredictable. Um, mm-hmm struggling with the day-to-day, you know, balance of having young children and working and building and putting yourself out there. Like, I don't live that reality, but I can see your future, but you're in the, the muckety muck of it, right? Just like I, you can see my future, but you, you don't live in the muckety muck. That's okay. Right. I think so many times women are like, well, she just doesn't understand me because she's not living my life. You know what? You want a friend who sees the best in you and sees your potential and sees your future. They don't have to live every minute of your life with you to do that. You right. don't, you want them to see your potential and to to push you forward, right? Like that's yeah. that that's what you need. It doesn't mean just because we don't live in each other's cities and we are not there every day and we don't understand the struggles that we can't still be that friend that pushes each other. Yeah. And it's amazing because what I get to see is, I mean, I see the behind the scenes, even though I'm, I'm in Philly, not Nebraska. I see behind the scenes and every day I wake up and I'm just thinking, okay, I wonder what she's doing today. And so it's funny because a lot of times, you know, you have, you have a lot of women that look up to you and want a little bit of Sasha in their life every day. Uh, hello, who wouldn't? <laughs> I mean, come on now. And it's just, I can see as your friends that you give so much to so many and you're doing your very best every day to do that. And it's funny because um, sometimes I have, I feel like I want to remind you and say like, you're doing your best and you can't be a hundred percent for every single person that knows that you exist. And sometimes in perfect Sasha fashion, you try to do that and you try to be there for everyone. I know. Um, so, so <laughs> it's like our friends are really true, close, best friends can almost be an extension of ourselves. I see you, Sasha, as an extension of me. When I'm tapped out and I'm like, uh, Sasha, I'm having um, an aortic dissection, I'm pretty sure. You can be like, <laughs> Allie, you're a hypochondriac. Like, <laughs> Cut, cut this, cut it right now. Like, stop, you know, (laughs) like, so the whole point is this is sometimes, you know, for me, like when I get really stressed, like the anxiety comes out and I am, Sasha knows it because she'll get a text that'll say, I think my right calf is a quarter of an inch bigger than my left. I think I have a PE. I think I have a DVT. And like, she knows that that's my SOS. Like I need you, Sasha, right now to tell me it's going to be okay. Like, I know I'm not sick, but tell me it's okay. So we have this thing that you and I tell each other all the time that our saying is flip flip the card. And we probably need to explain to people what flip the card means. So, you know, when you go to these like, um, uh, what am I trying? What are they called? Brazilian steakhouse. Brazilian steakhouses. Thank you. And you, and you, you know, are like, you have a green card and then the other side is red. And when you want to be served all the different types of delicious meat and, you know, protein overload yourself, you put the card on green and then someone comes and puts meat on your plate. But when you're full, you (laughs) have to flip the card. And sometimes, you know, you're totally overstuffed and you still think that, oh, maybe I can eat like one more bite of filet. Maybe I can have one more smoked pork chop or whatever. And it's just, you really need to flip the card. And so Allie and I have this truce that we tell each other when it's time to flip the card. Right. So explain what that is. Yeah. So, um, this is kind of the scenario. This is what'll happen. So I'll text Ash and I won't hear back and then I'll get a text. Can you chat? 
That's how it always goes. <laughs> so I know what that means. And I'm like, yep, I can be ready in five. But the kids are going to scream in the background. Hope that's okay. Yep. No, no problem. I've been there. I have four. Yep. I know Sasha. Cool. Okay. So we get, we get on the phone and typically, you know, I mean, Sasha's doing a lot right now. And so I'm surprised I don't get more of can you chats right? Cause there's a lot going on. So let's just say it's, it's, you know, she's working on this amazing book. And so, you know, she's doing her book and maybe it's, it's something on, you know, publisher and just, you know, timeframes and whatnot. And she knows that I'm not going to have advice on a book. I haven't written a book. I'm not writing a book at this point. I don't have advice on it, but she doesn't care literally what that is. That's an SOS. Mm-hmm. And what she's saying is like, she just needs to get it off her chest And I don't have advice for her at this point, but I have one thing I say to her and I say, flip the card. (laughs) And, and literally she's done. And she's like, yep, you're right. Flip the card. Yeah. I'm going to go flip the card. Yeah. And and so like, that's the thing it's, it's, I hope I explained that well, but it's just kind of like a lot of times we think we have to solve our friend's problem. Mm. We have to be able to have something to give them that can change their day. Mm. But again, Sasha says this all the time. You are enough just by being that friend and being there to be like, yep, what do you, what do you got for me? What do you need? And they just need to vent and you can sense that you can feel that. And then you can just say to your friend, you got to flip the card, babe. Yeah. And we give each other permission to withdraw. Yeah. Oh yeah. And that's something I've learned from you and something I think we help each other with because when you need to withdraw, you is actually the time when you have a hundred million things to do. Correct. It's never a great time to withdraw. Like that's what people don't understand. There's never a good time to actually withdraw and flip the card. It's actually at the time when you have the most going on, but that's when you need to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of times what people get caught up in is they, they're okay. So the feeling of overwhelmed, which we can all relate to, that's a tough feeling because what happens is it brings on a billion thoughts about everything we're not doing right in our life. Okay. So we have to do this. We should have done this. We need to do this. Why didn't we do this? We're doing this, but it's not that great. It's all these thoughts just, they keep coming and coming and coming. And so it's the overwhelmed feeling. And so the idea of just shutting down seems impossible, but I want to tell you that actually shutting down, you're going to get, you're going to be in the same exact place. Only you're actually going to have a little time to rest if you just decide to shut down, because if you don't, shut down. And I'll explain what I mean by shut down. You're just going to keep these overwhelming thoughts, which in the end you're going to burn out. Right. Mm -hmm. And I know we're going to talk about that a little bit, but if you don't give yourself the grace to actually just completely turn all things off, give your, give yourself a break. And what I mean by that is I really mean that. I mean, like, for example, this past couple days, there was a lot I could have been doing for the business a lot. And I was like, you know what? we need to get away. I need to just have a little time. And we booked a couple night hotel room and we went to the beach for a couple days. And, and, and literally Sasha knows that's happening. Cause I'm not responding to texts right away. Yeah. And, but she knows, she knows that that is me saying like, listen, I need to, yep. I need to sign off. Absolutely. <laughs> and I always know, I always know, you know, when you're busy, you will text OMG. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
<laughs> and that means like I'm back to back back coaching. I'm driving the girls to dance. I'm like, I have a million things. And, and then when I don't hear from you, I know that you are recuperating and you're like, and I don't get hurt. I, I, I totally know what's going on. And I'm actually glad mm-hmm. that you're flipping the card. Right. Yeah. Like I get it. And so I think that it's so important to realize that like, this is you and I have been friends now for over four years and um, this didn't just happen immediately. Right. Like we've spent, we've poured into each other. We've built a friendship. We've learned to understand one another. Um, Can we talk about our lab before we end this podcast? We have to talk about the vacuum. (laughs) Oh my gosh. This, okay. So this is hysterical. Oh my God. And the reason, and I need to, I need to, we also, we did, we have to talk about the vacuum because the vacuum still comes up in conversation more frequently than I would like. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay. So was this, this was a time when you were going to Philly for a different meeting and it was really cool because you came in a little early. So the plan was I picked you up at the airport and I was bringing you back to the house because we were going to hang by the pool for the day. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're in the kitchen and what do you think? Probably in the matter of 20 minutes, I picked up the vacuum 20 times. Yeah. Oh, and not just the vacuum. You picked up like everything. You literally picked, you were like, you were making me my favorite dish. You were making me an amazing drink. You were feeding Char and Bets and you were vacuuming. So I'm doing this and I'm thinking it's normal. I'm thinking that like, yeah, this is great. I'm just going to, you know, make a little lunchy poo and I'm going to do a little vacuum. And Sasha literally is like looking at me and I'm like, I'm picking up on her cues and I'm kind of like, what, what is she looking at? Like, I don't know. Like, is she, I, does she see that maybe I need a new eyeliner? I don't know. And she literally looks at me and she says, for the love, can you put the vacuum down? Okay. And I know. And let me just tell everyone, like, I don't, I have a extremely busy, efficient life, I would say. And I would say that I'm not someone who like lounges around, right? Like, you know me, Allie, I'm not like a lounger. (laughs) Okay. So for me to tell, for me to be in awe of another woman multitasking says a lot because I consider myself quite a multitasker, but I have never seen anyone like so just like doing so many things for so many other people, not just like doing tasks, but doing them for other people, like with just total poise, but like Tasmanian devil level. Like I, I was like, I just want you to sit and drink coffee with me or drink this cocktail with me because, and like you literally couldn't sit down. Uh, uh-uh, uh, 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 and that's that whole idea. You know, it's funny. We laugh about it, but it gave me a lot of insight. I didn't realize at that point that I did that. I thought it was normal. Like I didn't realize that I shouldn't be making pancakes and making a cocktail and vacuuming the floor. And also like telling you that you're pretty and like hugging you and then telling Mark that like, I'll get to him later. Like I didn't realize that that just wasn't normal. And so then I started observing myself 
And I realized that anytime I had a party or a gathering or a get together, I never sat down and just was in the moment with my guests. I was serving constantly. Mm-hmm. I know. And it just gave me insight, a lot of insight into, you know, just who I am at the core, but also like this card flipping needs to happen too. Yes. And see what happens is when you have a real friend, you can tell each other these things because you've told me many, many times, Sash, you got to slow down. You're Mm going to, you're, you're racing and you're going to crash. And that was me telling you like, girl, you got to slow down. You, Uh um, you got to enjoy, you got to be in the moment and you're not in the moment right now. And you're doing an insane amount of work for one person. And I felt comfortable enough to tell you that and it, and you changed and I feel you felt comfortable enough to tell me and I've changed. And so I guess what we want to say in this, in these episodes is just the importance of having a true friend is not having a perfect friend, but it's having trust and vulnerability and honesty. Yeah. And here, here's the really cool thing. I mean, Sasha, uh, to, to for me to say I'm proud of you, it's like I it's like such an understatement that like I don't even know how to express it. But just every time I see anything that you do, it, it's just I feel like I I'm so proud of you that it's like I feel proud of myself that I'm your friend, if that makes sense. Um, and so a lot of people um, coming to the Brave Enough conference this September, just a lot of people are new people coming. And maybe some of them, I know some of them have expressed like, I've never been, I'm new, I'm a little nervous. This is what I want to tell them because I see a lot of them one-on-one and know them. You know what? We're all, you know, okay having another friend, if that friend can be somebody who can be real and authentic and open yourselves up because if you are a person who's looking for a friend, like there are so many women that are too, and that your fit is out there. And Mm -hmm. I just don't know what I would do if I didn't have you in my life, Sasha. And that's why I am so, that's why for brave enough for me, just people coming together, women coming together and just developing these friendships and kind of the community that you've created, the community that you've created within brave enough is what has inspired me to, you know, the people that come to my coaching group, that becomes a little mini community, mm-hmm. and, but that you've inspired me to do that because I see how it's changed my life. Well, thank you, lady. Um, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for being so real. Thank you for being one of my bestest of all friends and encourager. And thank you for believing in me when, you know, I was like, you know, I think I'm going to start a group (laughs) (laughs) and we're going to talk about lipstick and we're going to talk about leadership and we're going to be each other's friends. (laughs) You were like, go for it. Um, but like you, you are just such an important part of my life and my success and my reality and my just gratefulness. I'm just overwhelmingly grateful for you. And I feel like you are God's, I tell you all the time that you are, you know, one of the amazing things that God has brought to me as a gift. And it's true. And I, what you have said is all true about the Brave Enough Conference. And I just want to encourage women who are coming to the conference to be vulnerable and open yourself up to meet another woman that may be someone that you can count on as your closest friend. And 
if you if you don't have a friend, you know, just open yourself up. Look out. You will be amazed at how many women that you may walk past every day in your job that need a friend, that would love to be a friend. Um, just be open and be real. And as always, live brave. This has been an HSG production.